watch movies or TV shows If that's what you like You a stupid hoe With a book house kids Yeah, with a book house kids With a book house kids Bitch What's up, mother buggers? It's the Book House Kids back at it again. I am your host with the most, Caleb Gross, joined here as always by Mr. Steal Your Girl, Jonathan O'Neill. Yeah, that's me, the mother bugger himself, Jono. And on this week's episode, we're going to be talking about Ender's Game, one of Jono's favorite fucking books. Love Won't it. shut up about it. It is uh, written by your boy, our boy, if you could even call him a boy, Orson Scott Card. And this is his most famous book. Um, when people think of Orson Scott Card, they're going to think of Ender's Game. If they even know who Orson Scott Card is. Or if they even know what Ender's Game is. But yeah, a lot of nerds were freaking out when the movie uh, came out with yeah, Harrison Ford. Fuck the movie, fuck by the, movie. the way. Man, that one sucked. I, I did watch that movie after reading this book, and what a like, god-awful movie. I actually didn't see the movie, so I don't know. I can't really say much. I'm not going to recommend it to you. Well, that's kind of, yeah. That's what I've heard. It's the consensus, but I don't think I would even watch the movie, though, because honestly, <laughs> not a big fan of the book. But we're going to talk about it anyway, because it is classic. It is, it uh, is. One that a lot of people talk about. A lot of people like think of this as the pinnacle of science fiction. It, yeah, it won like a fuck ton of awards in the in the eighties because this was released. Still, 85. if you look it up, like it's generally like favorable reviews for the book. Favorable reviews, yeah, pretty pretty uh, unanimous. But I don't know. It's definitely like a book out there that I think a lot of people would really like. Um, it's it's a science fiction fiction book for everybody i think and like a lot of people do like this book um for reasons maybe unbeknownst to us but it is a book that is beloved and uh does have a following now we'll kind of get into the plot here we did decide uh that we're going to do kind of a different format going on from here on out we're just going to introduce the book kind of go over the characters go over a brief brief synopsis of the plot just enough to give you guys an idea of what's going on and then kind of just open forum the rest of it you know like in these early days of these podcasts we're really trying to figure out what our flow should be in the you know the best product we can put out there and we kind of came to the conclusion that this is what's going to work best and why so, not do with ender's game yeah d- definitely and I mean, I mean there's not really much of a story to go over here in the first place <laughs> so ender's game well, is a story flat. of uh ender wiggin and yes. ender wiggin goes off to battle school he is selected to go to battle school to help fight against the buggers that there have been you know invasions from their alien species to what, our species before what are the buggers by the way kind of insane toyed aliens i'd say Ew, gross yeah they're they're gross and they are uh, they're called buggers for a reason because they do have like a hive mind they work for a queen and that's a big plot point to this book that we'll touch on later but ender wiggins is chosen to go to battle school where he is going to be trained to become hopefully a battalion leader hopefully have his own squad and lead war against the buggers what you know as the reader is that ender wiggins is the prodigal child there's a reason why he has had and went through all the hardships that he does because they're pushing this young man to make him into the greatest leader that he is capable of being they're always stacking the chips against ender's wiggins at battle school making him a black sheep and really trying to you know make a diamond from so much pressure and he excels most of the time or all the time well all the time he's he's the greatest captain 
ever. And that's another reason I think people like this book so much. I think people are so, like, narcissistic that they always think, I'm Ender Wiggins. Like, oh, man, if you sent me to battle school, I'd be the best fucking leader ever. Because, like, it's almost like when people tell me they love this book, I'm like, hey, man, do you think you're fucking Ender Wiggins? You got a God complex? You got an Ender Wiggins complex, Yeah, do you think you're fucking Ender Wiggins, bro? But on that later, though, I want to talk about that at some point. Yeah, and you know, so Ender Wiggins, like we said, goes about a school and he excels at everything that he does. He leaves behind a brother and sister who are equally as smart as Ender Wiggins. And his brother is Peter Wiggins, the dude's like a sadistic little fuck. That likes to beat the shit out of him. And all these characters in the book are in the range from 8 to 11 years old. They're all very young, and Peter is just a fucker, just torturing animals, tortured Ender when Ender lived with him, was stronger than Ender, used to always make him be the and beat his ass when they played war. Yeah. I and guess then he also has a sister, Valentina Wiggins. And Valentina is very sympathetic, like the nicest sister you could ever imagine. Kind of the reason why Ender's able to go through everything. But Peter creates an idea for him and Valentina to kind of lead political thought. So they became bloggers online and would write all sorts of propaganda against one another. And they created fake identities to kind of lead the world thought. And nobody knew that these kids were the ones behind it. Yeah, little kids, you know, doing their normal thing, blogging about world domination. In politics. In politics. They're, like, completely aware of all of this at the age of, like, what, 8, 10? Yeah, they're they're (laughs) very young. And They they have such a, like, intricate master plan that it does end up working ultimately. But it was, it it is, like, crazy that it's... Super simple. The lead Um, characters in this book are 8 to, to like, 11-year-olds. And it's just the the way the plot progresses. It's just, um, I'm gonna get to that later. So we kind of set up for whatever everything is in the book like we said not much of a story it's really about ender wiggins like hardships in battle school they hook him up to a simulator he's fighting simulated battles against the buggers he is training a group of kids under his command at battle school and jano you said this to me after reading the book and i think it's the best way to kind of put ender's game is harry potter in space yep (laughs) i forgot i totally forgot about that yeah it's it's a little bit i guess uh some parts are darker you could say than harry potter and like harry potter in space than harry potter but um for sure yeah it's it's a lot like harry potter yeah and like maybe even worse they get sorted into houses whereas they get sorted into battalions and battle school and yeah like the odd one out and when he goes to to school for the first time he tries out his new powers like you know like a wizard does when he goes to hogwarts for the first time yeah and speaking of like ender uh trying out his powers obviously being a black sheep at battle school and being pitted against others in direct competition is going to create confrontation yeah it's like really predictable the way they do it but yeah go on but ender gets into it with his leading battle commander ends up switching sides creates his own team and pretty much runs shit the battle school ender is the greatest student that they've ever had at the battle school of all time and that created the conflict between him and his former commander bonzo so bonzo runs up on my boy ender in the showers they're both butt naked looking for a problem oh man bonzo favorite part challenges ender to a fight and they end up fighting in the showers once again butt naked they ender whoops that ass and by whoops that ass i mean kills bonzo with an epic nut shot he is held by bonzo catches him right with the shin square to the nuts 
right to the nuts. And he said, like, in the book, you can see Bonzo's eyes roll behind his head. You Just from a brutal nut kick, dude. Just a brutal nut kick, exactly. I did appreciate that about this book. That nut kick fucking Best part of the book. Up, dude. That was dope. <laughs> Bonzo uh, Bonzo had it coming, though. He was an asshole. And in the earlier part of the book, they kind of lead you to believe that Enders didn't kill Bonzo with the nut kick. That's but you do yeah. find out at the end that it was a fatal blow. Also, earlier in the that book... That part was a little bit like, you know, kind of like, what? I didn't see that coming. That was a little dark for like a, you know, I guess for a teenage fiction it seemed like a teenage fiction book to me so like that when that happened i was like what the fuck yeah also ender killed another child earlier on in the book actually like one of the beginning chapters he beat up one of the children to death uh didn't realize it at the time you find that out the same time as bonzo that he ended up killing the person yeah so ender is just a little kid that's like a murderer and like not really though because ender was put into those situations purposely by the battle yeah, school yeah i was just i mean like yeah really like the the people that are making him kill uh, are kind of to blame for all the deaths really like uh like groff i guess like yeah graph the, Graf, the uh, battle school yeah, principal yeah and it's just kind of uh i don't know every single sequence where he's like training with his tune squad and, and everything like that it's just so fucking boring to me it's so predictable it's so like okay it was kind of through the he's motions gonna, like, and fucking, you knew that he would win it was just, just it's just like there's no character development it felt like to me he's, i thought the characters were kind of strong in the book i felt like you get like a good vibe i mean there's like a definition of what the characters are but it's but so, not much of a development you're it's saying. so flat like it just feels like like they're just there's no it is very it does have a lot of repetition it does follow like the same exact structure it's just through most of the book and also in big spoiler alert here we're going to get into the ending the entire time that ender is fighting off the bugger invasion you think is a simulation yeah so you believe that ender is purely fighting simulations so you're really not into it when you're reading about it it's just you're hearing He's about ender like, going dude, through crazy shit they did put him under so much pressure that he was like biting his knuckles down and he was chewing on his hands in his sleep because he was going through much so much stress with these simulations but at the very end you find out that none of these are simulations this is the war that ender is fighting which makes sense after you read it because you know that's they why they don't want to expose so the child yeah, exactly. To the fact that he actually is killing off an entire they, species. They use a, they pretty much use a child because they don't want him to become... They want him to kill without feeling emotionally attached, I guess. And the child is eager to learn, like Ender. Yeah, and Ender Wiggins was like the prodigal child for this. He was absolutely perfect for the position. Their training was top-notch, the way that they kept it from him until the end. And once Ender found out that he was the man who won the war against the buggers, it fucked with him. He uh he hardly could even take it. Yeah, I mean like he uh he gets fucked up about it because I mean honestly wouldn't you be like a little like pissed? I would be pissed off if like just out of nowhere you find out that you're being tricked into like committing genocide almost. Like I mean at the time you don't think it's genocide because they're just buggers. Well, through the time that Ender is fighting against the buggers, he kind of grows to love them. Yeah, and that's that becomes apparent too in the uh, simulation, the game and that he would play. He Do you learned, remember that yeah, part of the book? Yeah, exactly. And he learns that they actually have feelings and like they have like a conscience and everything like they all have this weird way to communicate but he, like, he learns that they behave like insects uh they have a queen they yeah. have a hive mind they're able 
to do things so quickly because they're all working off of the one queen mm-hmm. of the uh, bugger types. Trying to, to thrive their uh, their existence, I guess. Thrive their, uh, their pod or whatever. Let's get back to that game I talked about earlier, the uh, simulation that he was in. The simulation was basically designed for Ender to deal with inner turmoil and overcome things that he's not able to in the waking reality and really see where his fears are. And some of the answers to the simulation that he'd play were so abstract, such as picking up a snake and kissing it to accept that it's not a snake, it's a completely different thing, that it is a symbol. Themes of bestiality. But also it became apparent that this was the bugger's way of communicating with Ender's, tapping into Ender's mind. And you don't know this until the very end, when Ender finds a planet that is designed exactly how he designed the game. The game. Yeah. From there, he's able to find a new queen. Yeah, and uh, I think this is probably the best part of the book. Like saying this earlier, like if Orson Scott Card wrote the whole book like this last chapter, it would be awesome. Because this is a great ending, and it is a feel-good thing. So Ender is just going through so much with the fact that he wiped out an entire civilization and an entire race. It's almost like committing genocide, you know? Like you're just like killing a whole civilization. It is genocide. Yeah. And he discovers another queen. Yeah, and with that queen lies the uh, potential future for for the buggers to create the buggers again and put them back to prominence. It makes you feel empathy for you know the the buggers buggers. and for Ender as well, you know, because you you kind of like realize that he didn't really want any part of this at that point. And I did like too how it dealt a lot with the communication between the two alien species, the fact that it went straight to war instead of them being able to talk it out, because the buggers could have coexisted with humans and Ender knew this and he wanted to spread the truth so him and his sister go off on a journey to find a new galaxy to inhabit with these buggers he has his sister write the speaker for the dead which is a fictitious book within the book that explains the buggers it explains Mm -hmm. the fact that we weren't able to communicate with them the fact that we killed them off instead of embracing something that we weren't aware of you could say that yeah for sure i mean like um that's why i've heard the second book which is also called the speaker of the dead it's supposed to be pretty good i mean i don't know if i'll read it i don't know if i trust orson scott card's writing style that much you're just not that invested in the characters that you want to read nah, another dude nah. and i'm kind of in the same boat as you i'm not as invested that i'm like, like i can he's read it's gonna another. be like jacking off ender wiggins the whole book again like like he's just like the there was a lot of jerk in the wind there in this one yep <laughs> That's just like my main thing about this book. It's just like, like you said earlier, like it's just a narcissist would love this because like fucking Ender is just perfect. Like he has no, like the only flaws he has is that he just fucking, he gets depressed. And he crushes it too hard, basically. But like whenever he's fighting, like literally he just invents like these revolutionary tactics like right away. And like he fucking completely destroys this whole fleet. And once again, this is an eight year old. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's just like, I don't know. It's just too, uh, it's too, it seems too forced. Like, it's just like this perfect uh, superhero almost. Like, I don't know. With that said, Jono, give me your overall feelings of the book and your rating. I mean, like, I was actually a little disappointed because I heard it was like really good. Like, it won a bunch of awards. I heard it was like a great science fiction book. And um, the whole book just felt like a fucking like military exercise. Like I said, like pretty much talking about how great Ender is at everything, the whole book. And like the little, the little, his sisters too, his sister and brother, I mean, uh, they both 
both are like insane bloggers that take over the world. Like, what the fuck, dude? Um, but oh, I, I love the ending a lot. So I, I give it a little bit of credit for that. But uh, overall, like, I just did not. I think the book is super overrated, honestly. So out of 10, Jono, what are you going to go with? Uh, my rating is going to be three stars out of 10. And that is uh, the kind of rating I was expecting from you because you shit on the book so much. Now, I'm going to keep it real. Not the best book ever. Not the worst book ever. Definitely entertaining. Definitely, I guess, worth a read. I wouldn't recommend it over other books, but I wouldn't shit on you for reading it. I'm going to give this one a seven. It was fun. I know you liked it more than I did, yeah. It was fun. It was an enjoyable read. It was definitely something to, uh, you know, get me through the day. Yeah, And I mean, like, it's not to say that anyone that reads it is stupid. I mean, it's just like my opinion, I guess. I get where you're coming from, you know, John Obi. There's going to be some books on this podcast that I'm going to absolutely bash that people will hate me for. Oh, God. So I get that. But Ender's Game, you know, uh, take it for what it is. And if you haven't read it, maybe read some of the other ones that we gave higher ratings first. Because this isn't going to be a Bookhouse Kids uh, certified This is not book. certified. This is not a slapper. Okay. No, definitely not. It you, is a classic, the, though, just because that's what people call it. You read this book, you slap yourself in the face. Okay. I wouldn't go that far. But, but you're an you know, idiot. It's typical John O to just berate everybody. Might as well be a bugger. Oh, you mother bugger. <laughs> What'd you just call me? Thank you all for listening to another edition of the Bookhouse Kids. Mm. We are happy for everybody who fucks with us. If you do, hit us up at bookhousekids at gmail.com. Bookhousekids at gmail.com. We will be reading The Grapes of Wrath by John Steinbeck next episode, which is a fantastic book. It's very also, excited to uh, do yeah. a podcast on that. It's a good book to read if you want to, you know, cheer yourself up too. Say, damn it, Jono! You, well, you know the just, book's depressing. N- uh, I don't think we read the same book, dude. You're uh, fucked up. It's a beautiful book. Okay. Until next time, guys. In the words of Jono, smell you later. <laughs>